It's Thursday, though, and it's 4 o'clock, and that can only mean one thing. We're going down the NC rabbit hole. Uh, Dennis Cox, on a list of things for I want you to do, come up with a theme song for Jeremy Markovich. I need that Wake Forest diploma or Ohio University diploma. Yeah, I'll get my Ohio University <laughs> one back here. Which, by the way, it says the Ohio University, which I would just like to emphasize um, that we were around first. We were around, we were around before the Ohio State University. Is that true? So just like, yeah, I would just like to point that out. You're in the real it's, Athens, it's just, or you're in the real American Athens too? Real American, the real American Athens. Yes, the OG, the OG Athens. Well, listen. We all have our own OGs, and I think you've done it again, Jeremy. You found another interesting story this week. You found a tax collector who's a college senior in the mountains? Yes, up in the mountains. So there is one county left that still elects a tax collector. It's Haywood County, you know, the the, the, the fine folks of Canton and Waynesville. And um, there's a, a 21-year-old senior at UNC Asheville. And he saw something that I think other people either didn't or just kind of glossed over was that um, there was a, a, a guy who was already the tax collector. He was running again and nobody was running against him. So he's like, well, he's a Democrat. What if I just ran as a Republican and, and, and you know, I'm an accounting major. I'm a political science major. This is kind of my jam, you know, like tax collecting and accounting and that sort of thing. And he put his name in and uh, that was last December. And lo and behold, he won. So now a 21-year-old college senior at UNC Asheville. He's got a couple more classes to go. Um, and uh, he is now responsible for collecting about $40 million worth of taxes out in Haywood County. That, right. is, that is his new job. I have a lot of questions. Is this a paid, yes. is this a paid position? It is. How much does he get as a as an elected official? Do you know? I want to say I read between fifty and seventy thousand dollars a year, along with benefits. So it's you know coming out of college. Actually, he's not even coming out of college. He's still finishing up the college. Right. That's a good job to have. That's a good. That's 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 not bad to 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 work out. All right. Now, you say tax collector. I have visions of the old Robin Hood animated movie, where they're going around and you know bullying the proletariat for their money. Mm. Yeah. Is is this student who you talk to going to have to go door to door with Uncle Nunzio? How does he collect taxes in 2022? I mean, he's going to he's going to run through the forest with with, you know, Robin Hood and Little John. Okay. Uh, you know, it it is it is kind of this thing where um <laughs> a tax collector's the greatest thing is to like have a very high tax collection rate. Like that's that's your success rate. That's your batting average and I think he wants to collect something like 98% you know, like he's like, we can do better. We can we can get all that money. And 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 the funny thing is, is like he he's telling me this. Um, he went down with like like when they applied when he applied to do this. Like he he was serious about it. Like he's not like oh right. I'm just gonna see if I can do this. He was serious. Like he's he, he wanted to make that clear when I talked to him. Um, but he just like rolled up to the you know the board of elections in in, in Waynesville last December, and just like didn't realize that you know people might be interested in hearing from him or taking his picture. So um, he, he filled out the paperwork and then somebody from the local paper was there and, and was like, Hey, can we interview you? He's like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can do that. Sure. And they're like, we're going to take your picture too. And so like his, his like quasi official tax collector picture is like him in like a flannel shirt wearing a fallout t-shirt underneath. Um, 
it, it is it is quite the look. And he's like, you know, I live and I learn. I would I wouldn't wear that again uh, to official meetings or anything like that. But yeah, so, that's his job now. He's 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 going to do it. I hate to be ignorant here. How does he officially collect taxes? Does he send you an email and say, "Hey, pretty please, pay your taxes"? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is the ins and outs. This is the ins and outs of tax collection that I don't. I don't know. Um, he does have a whole staff that's gonna that it's gonna help him out. It's not just him. He just didn't have to go door to door among the like the sixty thousand people who live in Haywood County to like you know shake them down and get their their tax money. He's he's got people that are gonna work with him to do this. So you realize my name ends in a vowel, so I have to ask these type of questions because it feels like. It does feel like a racket from New Jersey. I'm going to become the tax collector. Okay. 50, 50 G's a year at 21? I mean, is his dad the head, the head of uh, sanitation? Do, do, they have, do they have coats and suits that fall off a truck? I mean, well, what, yeah, what I mean, is his name? Wait, does his name end in a vowel too? No, it ends with an end. Sebastian oh, okay. Cawthorn. But, you know, I mean. It, so it's, it's okay, though. It's okay. So, so this is this is what I would say is, uh, you know, basically last uh, last night, Tuesday night in in Haywood County, um, there was not a single Democrat that won any countywide office. So, the the tax collector before him was a Democrat. He was the Republican on the ballot. He won. He'll say he campaigned, but also again, look at the environment. the 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 whole thing was, uh, you know, the whole thing about the tax collector is it's not really or shouldn't really be a political job. Like it's kind of mechanical. Like you have to just make sure the mechanisms are in place to, to, to make sure you're collecting it and, and, and moving the money along. Um, and for years, there has been talk in that county of like, you know, we ought to really like not have this be an elected job. Like it should be appointed. Like literally it is in the 99 other counties in North Carolina. And they're like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Well, you know, what, what, you know, whatever, and and uh, and now they're they're going to find out what it's like to have a twenty-one-year-old run that run the department. Jeremy Markovich, it's the NC rabbit hole. Um, give people, it's on the screen, but give people for radio audience your Twitter handle where you can find these whack a do stories that you find on the regular. Gosh, I I hate it was one of those things where like twelve years ago, you're like I'm going to pick out a fun Twitter handle and not your actual name, and so that is why my Twitter handle is um, deftly inane so that is how you can find me on twitter um i do have a blue check mark yeah. um nobody that i know of is impersonating me um but i guess it would only take eight bucks to to go ahead and do that so um but yeah that's that's where i'm on twitter and ncrabbithole.com is where i i write stuff perfect jeremy always appreciate your time and yeah next time make sure that those tax collectors uh see if they got muscle behind them maybe we maybe we can move to that county and Move in on their territory. There you go. Could be a thing for us. All right. <laughs> Talk to you next week, Jeremy. Thank you. This is the OG. I'm Joe Giglio. Yeah, I mean, that's that sounds shady, Cox. 50 Gs, though. I mean, I could send a few emails. I could set up a spreadsheet uh, yeah. for 50 Gs. And state benefits, too. What are we doing? We're what? hustling backwards over here. Yeah, clearly. Joining us now. It's a Thursday. That means we are blessed to have Brooke Pryor from ESPN. Brooke Pryor, it's a great day to be at Tar Hill. Looks sunny out there in, in Pittsburgh, wherever you are. As usual, appreciate you joining us here. So Thursday night football tonight, I'm always interested in this, Brooke. You covered Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. 
You, you saw him at his best. What do you think his future is? It's not great, whatever it is. And this is, I think, to me, the first time that I've really felt like I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be in the NFL much longer, um, at least not in the form that he wants to be in it. And, you know, I, I think a lot about something that we talk about on Get Up a lot, which is that there are more young quarterbacks ruined than are developed and, and made into franchise players. And I lean back on the fact that when he came out at Oklahoma, I did not think him going to the Browns was a good fit. I didn't think it was a good fit in the short term. I didn't think it was a good fit in the long term. And I was wrong a little bit in the short term because he helped turn that organization around. But at the same time, I felt like he needed to go somewhere to have the most success that was an established organization, that he was not having to do everything to make them good, to make them relevant, to make them, you know, to, to get everybody in line. Um, you know, when I look at the way, like, things didn't go great for him at Texas Tech. When he got to Oklahoma, things kind of fell into place. He's playing for an established coast. Yes, Bob Stoops retired, and he ended up playing for Lincoln Riley, but it was still a guy he knew. The constructs at Oklahoma, it's like he, he fit into the system. He didn't have to reinvent the system, reinvent the wheel. And so I, I think that because he had to do that, it wore on him. And I think that he was not put in a great position to succeed. Some of that's injury. Some of it's his own physical limitations. Like, I don't think he was ever going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league, but I think that he could have been serviceable. But I just don't think that he has been put in the right situations, partially because of his own, you know, because of things that he did. But the Panthers, same thing. Like, it's not, he's not in a position where, like, he's being developed and nurtured and whatever else. And so I, I just don't think that, that he's going to be able to come back from this. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Jovis is out today. He'll be back on Monday. He'll be sad. And he's missing your smiling face, Brooke. Great flex, by the way. We talk about this often on Get Up. Um, you were spoiled, though, when you talk about Baker Mayfield being with the right coach. You were spoiled. One of your other stops was covering Kansas City. And in my opinion, Andy Reid is the best to ever do it. He's a, he's a pure whisperer, pure. Uh, develops quarterbacks, can take broken quarterbacks, see Vic, comma, Michael, and turn them into all pros. Um, so I love that your point of reference is, you know, he's going to this lousy franchise that's never developed a quarterback since Brian Sipe. Because they don't have Andy Reid. I love that. I mean, I look, I, I have been very lucky that I seem to, whether I find the stories or the stories find me, I end up either with storied organizations, teams, or ones on the come up, or ones that are relevant. I mean, uh, I'm not necessarily following the same level of um, playoff success at the moment uh, in Pittsburgh with the Steelers, but they're interesting. I've got a first-run quarterback that I'm following thrown in in the middle of the season. Uh, I've got Mike Tomlin, never had a losing season, uh, which <laughs> after a two-and-six start, we may be headed toward that. Um, yeah, it's uh, – I am I am lucky. But you know what? Hey, maybe maybe that's what Baker Mayfield needs. Maybe he needs to go to Kansas City and get the, the Andy Reid school for really rehabilitated quarterbacks, and then he could get back on track. But short of that – yeah, something will have to have gone horribly wrong 
for that to happen. And so I'm going to root against that just for Andy's sake and Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> sake. Speaking of quarterbacks who could use, I don't know if help is the word, maybe just rest. Josh Allen, this elbow injury. Um, I have been questioning all year how the Buffalo Bills can be open the year at five to one to win the Super Bowl, move down now to basically three to one, a little less than three to one. Can Brooke, you're old enough to understand you probably it wasn't your heyday in the 90s when they went four straight years, but you are a student of the NFL and you understand like the Bills winning the Super Bowl is the equivalent of NC State winning an ACC <laughs> championship. Like that puts it in perspective for me. Right. Now I like get this it. is a downtrodden, hard luck, never do well franchise that every time you seem to think the sun is going to shine on them, a lightning bolt comes and hits their, you know, ulnar collateral lateral uh, ligament. What do you think the Bills can do with Josh Allen short of telling them, hey, man, maybe maybe take a couple games off and see if Case Keenum can uh, direct us through the storm. That's the thing is, is I know that I know that their division is a lot more competitive than, than when you look at the, uh, the NFC East with the Cowboys, but the Cowboys kind of went through this with Dak earlier this year. They didn't have a choice. They had to rest him. He didn't go on IR, but Cooper rush came in and he got them through some games and let Dak get healthy. I, It is a little bit of a different situation because Josh Allen accounts for over 80% of their yards, I think is the stat that I've heard time and again this week. But when I look at what the long-term goal of this franchise is, I I think that you have to rest him. I think that, that you have to at least put him on ice for one or two weeks because even though their division is more competitive with the Jets, I mean, really close there and they just beat the Bills, I... This is not the end of Josh Allen's Super Bowl window, and I don't think that it's the end of the Super Bowl window for this team. But if you keep playing Josh Allen right now and he gets even more injured and then he's never the same player, you've set your organization back so far. And maybe I'm looking at it from a pessimistic perspective here, but I I have seen what an elbow injury does to a quarterback firsthand. I watched Ben Roethlisberger in his last years after the elbow injury. And he didn't really have the same run-up to it. He didn't have, like, the same, like, definitive injury that Josh Allen had that really affected him. But, man, I I would play it so safe with him. Start Josh – start Case Keenum in this game. Let him try for the revenge the revenge game narrative here against the Vikings. And if it doesn't go well, bring Josh Allen out the next week. But at least let him rest one week. Play it safe. I, I still think that the Bills are going to make the playoffs, even if they rest Josh Allen a little bit. But I, I think that you just have to look at your long-term trajectory of the organization right now. It's actually a double revenge tour for Case Keenum. Minnesota this week, Cleveland next week. I Great. mean, look, Great. let him Great. rip, let him out. Who knows hey, what he's going to do? I'm Listen, I realize I'm, I, go to, I go to Wegmans too much. They have I have Bill's bags over here. I've got Josh Allen barbecue sauce. Since they traded for my man Naheem Hines, I'm fully in the mafia right now. I actually think they can win the Super Bowl with Case Keenum. Tell me I'm crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. Uh, okay. I, uh, uh, see, I say you're crazy, and then I can kind of like talk myself into it. 
but I need to see it. I am, I am such a, I'll believe it when I see it person. If he can come out and if he can distribute the ball to his guys, to, to Stefan Diggs and get it to Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox. And I need to see, and I need mine. I was going to say, give my guy a little love here. I know. Hey, hey, come I, was on. There. I was getting there. As long, Take it too long. Game going, I know. I'm so sorry. If they can get it to Naheem Hines and they can get him going, because the run game is something that they were really missing and Josh Allen was having to carry them there, Naheem Hines could be even more of a difference maker than they expected him to be at the trade deadline. Let's stay in the AFC. Uh, hot topic early in the week. One of your colleagues, actually, okay. Jeff Saturday, being promoted from ESPN. And Tar Heel. And Tar Heel. Uh, that's right. Tar Heel and uh, ESPN being promoted from the studios there in Bristol to head coach of the Colts. I did not have a problem with this. I look at centers like catchers in baseball. I mean, they all end up being coaches at some point. Um, I also look at a guy who played for 14 years in the NFL. I think he's a guy who can go in and get respect in the locker room as a former player. Now, please don't misunderstand. I don't think he's going to scheme this thing up. I don't think he's got the first clue as to what goes into the the day-to-day operations of being head coach in the NFL. But I like to say, Brooke, this isn't rocket science. And we love Bill Belichick because he does the obvious and doesn't do, I should swear right now, but I'm not allowed to do that. He doesn't do stupid stuff. And I have, I have strange faith in Jeff Saturday not to take the Colts on some heater here but i think he could just do non-stupid stuff like is that bar low enough right now or are you on the we got way too much white privilege here jeff saturday jumped the line this is stupid give somebody else a chance where where do you fall on this uh you know of 22 i'm i'm somewhere in the middle because i've gotten to work with jeff saturday and i i know him a little bit I think he has the intangibles that you want in a coach as far as being a leader of men, someone who cares about the guys in the locker room, someone who understands who's been there. Um, I I think that those things could help him, but I still think he's put in an impossible position. I don't necessarily like white privilege is certainly some of it, but I also just think, there are other, there are guys who have worked their whole lives for this in within the NFL ranks, guys that are in the building for the Colts right now that they could have gone to. And instead to bring in a guy whose only coaching experience is high school level in the middle of a season, like it, in, in some ways, like the only way that he ever could have been a head coach in this position is to bring him in as an interim, but he needs to have like, I mean, God, at least a bye week, you know, to come yeah. in there and like learn the day to day, learn all of the little things. Like it's, it's kind of like when, when bloggers, you know, maybe get their first newspaper job out of the, out of the gate. And it's like, or, or someone that, you know, wrote for fun and then gets put in a full-time job. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden, like, there's all these little things that I have to do. Like I have to pitch my story to the editor. I It has to you know, go through the copy desk. I have to tweet it out this way. I have to do a headline this way. And like, there's all these little things that maybe you didn't think about when you were just doing it from a 20,000 foot view. And I think that, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's going to be 
the tough transition. I mean, I think that Jeff is incredibly smart about the game. I like how he leads. I like it, like everything about him. But I think that this is going to be a really tough situation for him to succeed. I, I hope he does from on a personal level, but man, this is so dysfunctional. And the Steelers play there on a Monday night in a couple weeks. So I'm excited hey. for the opposing coach media call. Yeah. Also, maybe Matt Canada can outfox somebody. Um, how about that? But prior state UNC rivalry there, there right in go. front of me on no, Monday no, no. Night we, Football. We, no, no, no. We do not claim Matt Canada. But prior. <laughs> don't you dare. Put that voodoo. You you, you don't want that? No. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us here. Let me go. let you go on this. Packers have lost five straight games. Um, It's probably not a great sign that Aaron Rodgers can't beat the Lions, but is his true breaking point still four weeks off when he eventually finally loses to the the Bears? Is that when we know that it's over, over for Dr. Hiawaska? You know what? I... I don't know. I I have so many thoughts about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know when he will accept that it's over. I think it's over now. Yeah. I think that Agreed. like when I, I, I don't know, I, I don't play Madden, but I do know that they rate all these different ca- categories. I know that awareness is a rating. I don't know if self-awareness is its own category, but Aaron Rodgers has a negative 10 because my God, has he ever taken any accountability for himself to go on the Pat McAfee show this week and talk about, you know, I'm great. I've been there before. I've done it. Like, trust in me. If you need something, come to me. My dude, I needed you to not throw three red zone interceptions, and there you are. So I, I think that he is so out of touch with what this team needs and what he needs to do and he needs to look in the mirror and he needs to stop pointing fingers and know like your receivers are not playing up to their potential. You're not running the ball enough. You have disagreements with your head coach, but like at some point you're the problem. Like at some point, listen to what Taylor Swift is saying. Like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Like that's Aaron Rodgers needs to have a Taylor Swift moment and just like realize that, Oh, I am also complicit in this, and I need to to take some some ownership and some accountability of what's going on here. I can't think of a single better way to wrap up this conversation <laughs> than pointing out, you know, it's me, and he needs to have a Taylor Swift moment. Brooke Pryor, catch her on ESPN. Get up. I mean, she's fancy. And every Thursday right here on the OG. Brooke, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Steelers' latest loss. And we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Don't put that on me. We'll talk to you guys next week.